Welcome to season three of Sit Down Startup Podcast. So far, we brought you some great interviews from guests like the co-founder of Reddit, co-founder of Pindo, co-founder of Freshly, just to name a few. Our goal for this next season, season three, and moving forward is really to focus on one question primarily, and that's what's one impactful tactic or strategy or trend that you've seen used to build the best customer experience departments in the world at some of the best companies in the world. We'll be interviewing top CEOs and venture capitalists to get different perspectives around this question. And the goal and really our heart behind this is that you feel like you're just the third person in the interview room. So you can get access to those authentic tactics and strategies that you can immediately implement to make a big impact in your startup. So if you're running, turn up the volume. If you're getting ready for work, just relax. Season three of Sit Down Startup. Here we go. Get ready for another episode of Sit Down Startup. Today, we're sitting down with Jorge Penalva. Jorge is the co-founder of AI platform Lang AI. It's a startup revolutionizing customer experience and making AI accessible to everyone outside the engineering world. Here we go. You sometimes tend to put people on a problem, right? Instead of technology. Mm -hmm. And it's someone that can do everything, right? So that you just think like they're gonna solve everything, but sometimes, you know, investing in technology can be a huge benefit early on. Super excited to have you on the podcast. Uh, feels like ages ago when I first met you on one of our meetups in San Francisco. And I remember us actually being in a coffee shop uh, on Equator and you were showing me uh, the, your product and everything that you're building on top of Zendesk platform. Feels like a long, long time ago, but I'm glad that uh, I have you here today so we can talk about everything that changed for the last few years and what is next for Lang. So before we dive deep on the conversation, every guest that comes on our show, usually I ask, what is your favorite coffee shop drink? So what is your take? Yeah, super excited to be here too. And uh, well, that's gonna be easy. Like in Spain, we call it uh, Cafe Solo, which in the US okay. is like a triple espresso probably, at least double. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm a double espresso black, no sugar, no coffee. Got it. I mean, yeah. No sugar, no milk. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. And do you do you usually drink coffee many times a day, or is it a thing that you do in the morning, and then uh, and that's your only shot? Uh, so I try to do only in the morning. Uh, but to be honest, yeah. a lot of days I also do twice a day. Uh, but not mm -hmm. like five or six times as a lot of people. Right. Exactly. I mean, depending on how long you need to make your day last, right? So if you have something that needs to go over a little bit, you might have your afternoon uh, coffee. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So Jorge, uh, I was looking on your LinkedIn and remembering all of our conversations. And now you are on your third company, right? Link.ai. You were originally from Spain moved to the U.S. a couple of years ago. Can you share with our listeners like, how was the journey to spot the idea that became Lang and how did that all started? 
yeah, for sure. Yeah, so 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 to give some background, yeah, as you, as you were saying, Pedro, I'm, I'm originally from Spain, uh, and you know that my my journey to entrepreneurship started actually just after uh, uh, school, just after I finished my master's yeah. in Chicago. Uh, uh, that was, you know, focused on AI. Uh, I decided to start my first or, you know, second company during school. I had tried something that didn't work out. So decided to start my, my first company in the field of AI, uh, second company mm-hmm. overall. And, uh, you know, we, we this company was focused also on understanding uh, what people say, the language, right? But in this case, mm-hmm. it was only for the Spanish language. Uh, and it was only, you know, uh, in Spain and Latin America, helping marketing teams see what people uh, were, were saying about them in social media. So, you know, we were building that and talking to a lot of enterprise companies. Uh, and we realized that, you know, a lot of them struggled, uh, you know, a few years ago when they were starting to implement AI because it mm-hmm. required a lot of, you know, uh, uh, a lot of work on their end to get it set up, to maintain it. It usually require like a data science team or just a lot of training uh, of of a platform. And you know, I realized that you know, uh, coming from the field of 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 AI as an engineer, but also having been focused on like product and sales for the last years, mm-hmm. I realized that everything that the AI field is offering to business users is built for engineers and by engineers, right? And I thought that, you know, as we go into the future, uh, there are a lot of creators on the business side as well that can exploit AI without the need of engineers. And that was the goal to build Lang AI, like building, you know, a a structure, right? For some of these processes, like for example, support, right? Where, you know, these people, these operations people, you know, where they're struggling in mind, like in the case of support, right? Like, you know, you get support tickets, you want to prioritize the ones that are the most urgent, right? So what I wanted to do is to make that easier. So what Lang does is that visually, it allows you to set that up in minutes without having to tap into those expensive resources. And so that's how the idea came to life. We talked to a lot of these business people, saw their struggles and thought that, you know, with all this no code trend, there was a way also to make like an AI for operators, right? Made by operators mm-hmm. instead of like that engineering kind of like AI base. Yeah, that's a very interesting concept, right? For being a very technical person, I understand that on some business teams, you don't have the ability of using the latest technology because they're all very in need of a code or a developer, right? And then that becomes a roadblock. So more and more no-code tools are leveraging AI technology to make sure that across the organization, business leaders can optimize optimize their processes and provide a better efficiency on how they do their day-to-day, right? But super interesting concept. When did you realize that the support in the operations team was your target uh, audience? Yeah, great question. So, uh, you know, we we talked to uh, leaders in a in a few different uh, teams, right? And uh, mm-hmm. one of the things we realized uh, about support, and you know, then specifically Zendesk, is that you know, um, uh, th- th- there had like three main uh, uh, variables for us that were critical, right? The first one is like the data that is running through these su- support teams is a lot, mm-hmm. right? Like hu- huge volumes right. and it's growing, 
Like, you know, the support teams are usually scaling, like they get more and more tickets, right? So that becomes then the second one, which is it becomes overwhelming for a lot of them to deal with this. So they start looking, you know, for ways to automate, right? And what we saw even when we talked to the larger teams that have data science teams that can tap into them is that Mm -hmm. it doesn't even work you know, for a lot of them, because it's very dynamic, right? Like the issues that you're having today are very different in three months, as these are companies Mm -hmm. that are scaling, that launch new products, that have new issues, right? I think COVID is like the, the, like the perfect representation of that, where everything changed, but even in a smaller scale, things change a lot, right? So with those three variables, right, like teams, you know, that, that have a lot of data, get overwhelmed, and uh, at the same time, that data is dynamic, realize that they need to have the control of what they're building and the control of the data to activate it and you know automate like prioritization, routing, things like right. that. So that's why support is like uh, perfect for our tool versus other, other, other uh, processes that may have taken more time to go to market. That totally makes sense. And as you mentioned before, by being a Zendesk partner, right, you have that integrated to Zendesk instance, so our customers can leverage your technology for tagging tickets, and from there create better uh, uh, ticket prioritization, right? So you can have a better efficiency on your organization and get a better insight to what's going on, right? I remember you showing me that, like all how the tags operate and you can create the bubble so you can get a little bit more of insights where the issue is, right? Because uh, even remembering some how some of our customers started doing tagging, right? Usually you start with a few tags and it's super broad, right? Like returns or some technical issues, but those tags doesn't really like give you much, right? So, but then you start growing and you're implementing more tags and suddenly you have 150 or 200 tags and it becomes a, such a liability to having a human to make those tags because how do you know when you're tagging the right keyword among 200, right? And how do you train the team to keep doing that? So by providing the technology online, that all gets automated, right? So the business leaders can understand what's going on on the specific tags that they have and build better of the processes, change, make the changes that they needed and provide a better customer experience. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, you explained it perfectly. And I think that's exactly the, the gist of it, right? Like, that's why we also work super well with those companies at scale, right? That then, you know, they mm-hmm. realize like they need it now, right? Uh, because, you know, of, of the pain point that you're that you're mentioning. And another thing I would add is, you know, it's, yeah. it's not even like the the fact that, you know, when you have 150, 200 tags, right, as you're saying, it's very difficult for people to do manually or even to create rules right. with keywords, right? Like the language is complex. At the same time, you know, we also see with some channels, right? Like email, if there is, you know, a, a, a time that takes, you know, the agents just to see that email, it may be something urgent that they have lost, right? So we're working now, you know, with in a great example with an e-commerce company where, you know, uh, they they cancel their orders that are, uh, you know, they, they are able to identify the order cancellations that are coming through email mm-hmm. via LANG, right? And therefore, mm-hmm. imagine someone that says, hey, I made this order by mistake, you know, now they can mm-hmm. see that email and they can actually cancel the order. 
the the okay. what happened before is that that order cancellation isn't done in time, so the package is shipped, right? And then it becomes a return, which is way more expensive for the business, right? So with these like time sensitive processes, and especially with you know how customers are expecting businesses to respond these days for urgent issues, especially uh, that's where it's top of mind for for our customers. Yeah, that's a really good use case. So you mentioned that for e-commerce, return is a really big pain point. So by using the proper ticket tagging, you can be more proactive on that and drive more efficiency to the team. Exactly. Uh, what are what are the main use cases that uh, Zendesk customers are using Lang today? Yeah, no, great question. Uh, in terms of in terms of Zendesk customers, uh, I think mm-hmm. you know uh, the 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 main. Uh, uh, two use cases is one of them like the, the efficiency that we've been talking about, mm-hmm. right? So you know you're able to prioritize uh, like certain issues uh, that need to be top of your queue. Uh, you need to route you know to different teams, right? Like for instance, you know this happens with fintechs. Like some of the right. issues can only be responded by financial advisors, right? So you need to identify which type of issues you have to route to that team, right? Normally, yeah, you can just have someone routing them manually, but then again, the customer experience is not going to be as good, right? And, right. you know, that that's like more on the efficiency side, like how, yeah. you know, with real-time tagging that you can really tweak, right? You can build these workflows in a really quick way, right? And this happens to like in, you know, uh, the the second use case, which is more like, you know, building quick tags for things that are top of mind in a certain moment of time, right? Like, so, you know, uh, there is a certain protocol for COVID that is started a week ago, and then you build a quick tag that captures that. Right. There is like a new product launch. Right. So you build a quick tag mm. and maybe whenever, you know, customers are uh, asking questions about that product launch, the agent has an internal note, right, an automated internal note to see what they do with mm. that. Right. So that's like yeah. the second the second main one, which is more like how do I tap into those insights to then do things also that make my, my team more efficient. Right. Yeah. That's super interesting. Uh, what caught my attention into that was when you mentioned when there is a change on the market, a product launch or something like COVID that happened, you'll be able, using Lang, you'll be able to centralize, group all of those inquiries so you can build a better reporting across the organization, right? So, in, for example, correct me if I'm wrong, but by using the proper ticket tagging, if I did a new product launches and I start seeing feedback from my customers coming from my support line, I can quickly take a look on all of those inquiries and make sure to measure that. And that is a concise way for me to bring them to my leadership team to provide a clear direction on how the, our customers are reacting to a specific problem or a specific situation. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, you, you put it in a great way. And and this is actually how we also see our implementations, you know. Mm-hmm. Phase one is like Lang is implemented in two days, right? So that's super right. impactful for customers. And it, it doesn't even give us time to train them. So we usually implement it yeah. for them. So that they have like the automated that's time awesome. live, prioritizing routing in two days, mm-hmm. right? But the phase two okay. really of the most advanced customers is now your operations team, right? Is is like a 
citizen data scientist or citizen mm -hmm. AI builder, right? It's someone that has the power to build tags, not only for support, mm -hmm. but for other teams, right? And as you were saying before with right. the leadership, this can happen with product, it can happen with marketing, it can happen with the risk team, right? So Freshly, for instance, is one of our customers that is really, you know, exploiting Lang in a great way in that sense, nice. because, you know, they have tags for the marketing team, they have tags, you know, for the food and safety team. And that way, all the workflows for those teams are also coming from Sendesk, you know, which which in turn makes, you know, send us more powerful, but it also makes those teams, you know, more informed and, you know, just being able to build the workflows quick. That's a really good example. Well, we had uh, Michael, uh, the founder of Freshly on our, on, our, on our podcast too, and it's such an impressive company to see how they, since the early days, they've been investing on the customer experience, right? Which is not always the case when you think about uh, startups and fast-growing companies. So that led me to a question for you. When is the right time to start using Lang for a startup that is growing very fast? Yeah, great, great question too. So, um, you know, we, we the, the funny thing about Lang is that we have customers that have like uh, five, you know, agents mm -hmm. and ha customers that have hundreds of agents on, on Sendesk. Right. And, um, you know, for us, like what we see is that companies sometimes wait too much time until they're using Lang, right? Mm -hmm. So they wait until they're overwhelmed and then it's a need and they need it now, right? Which is normal, I think, is what every one of us does, right? When, when they're right. buying a product. Um, but I think, you know, what you were saying before is what I would recommend companies to, right? The earliest they get a tagging structure in place and all of these workflows are organized, the customer experience isn't going to be at risk, right? And that's going to be a huge benefit for your customers, you know, against your competitors. I think like, you know, customer experience is what, what, uh, what can differentiate a growing company. And, you know, as an example, you know, one of the, one of the companies that we have started growing, uh, working with, uh, uh, you know, which, actually uh is is a startup that raised a series a right uh their name yeah. is is uh pair eyewear and you know they, nice. they've been very innovative into setting up their tagging structure just early on so then because it was some someone that was coming from freshly ben so he yeah. knows that by doing it early it's gonna have a huge benefit into the future right so i think as these you know leaders that are coming from innovative uh, companies that take into account customer experience, as you were saying, Freshly being one of them, move to other right. companies, uh, more people are going to start like implementing these processes early on. Yeah, and that's a, such an interesting uh, use case, right? I already done it on our corporation that saw the benefit and we were able to grow with a very good retention rate among our customers. So when I'm on an early stage company, I will be thinking about that early on so I can avoid all of those growing pains that especially the growing pains that is like impacting your customers, right? Like you can, you need to make sure that you need to be thinking of customer experience, overall retention since early on. So you don't have to make the mistakes to learn in exchange of your customers, right? So giving that in mind and investing in technology that will also empower your teams to be able to deliver to, uh, against the customer expectations. Because that's when 
gets sometimes very tricky because you want to provide the best experience that you can, but not necessarily having the right tools to do that. You become a little bit like unable to perform towards the expectation that your leadership team has and your customers have, right? Especially when you're thinking about like insights and reporting and understanding like the sentiment of your of your customers, right? And then empowering that to automatic ticket tagging so you can have a better vision of your business and be able to provide better insights and make right decisions without having to request for a developer's help or like contract a third party to do that for you. So I think it's more and more as founders that are building technology like yourself that is empowering the business leaders to do what they're really good at, right? In that case, customer experience, but leveraging the technology that needs some coding, but you don't have to do it yourself, right? Because you already, Lang already do the hard work of building that into a plug and play that I can leverage on my business, which is super interesting that you also mentioned that you, the implementation is super fast, which if I'm growing as a company like very fast, all of those implementation time and training, training new employees becomes a bottleneck for my business. So it's good to see that you're already building a software that it makes it easy to start using. And when you're growing your team, it's easy to keep teaching other people to use it. Yeah, no, definitely. No, I, I agree with you in everything that you've said. And uh, and I think, you know, a lot of early stage companies too, like, uh, and this happens, you know, to me too, as, as a founder of an early stage company, right? Mm -hmm. But you, you sometimes tend to, you know, put uh, people on a problem, right? Instead of technology. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, yeah. sometimes and it's someone that can do everything, right? So that you just think like they're going to solve everything. But sometimes, you know, investing in technology can be, can be a huge uh, benefit um, early on. And uh, yeah, no, I, 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 I think what, what you were saying uh, makes makes total sense. Awesome. I saw, by the way, congrats on closing your latest funding round. Super excited to see the growth that you're bringing to the company and your whole team uh, growing more and more. Uh, that's so with your new funding, what is next for Lang? What is, what is the thing that is exciting you the most for the next couple of years? Yeah, no, I mean, well, has been, you know, super exciting uh, for me has been the, the the growth that we've been seeing in the in the past mm -hmm. months uh, since we raised the funding. Right. Like uh, I think, uh, you know, our, our revenue growth and customer growth has been uh, great. And so we are hiring uh, across all the areas of the business. Right. To support the growth you know, uh, with, you know, more people in land that can implement right. our customers and train customers on the success side. Also, you know, sales and marketing and also on the engineering side. What's super exciting for me is just, you know, uh, when I see uh, our customers learning the platform and just like being engaged with it and in love and just like, oh, I learned how to do this or that and mm -hmm. I can build this, right? Like just... You know, our end goal is enabling like all of these operators that have such a creative mindset to be able mm -hmm. to apply their creativity, right? Without going into engineers that are the ones usually building everything, right? So that's what's super exciting for me. And you know, in the in the next months, um, I think you know what 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 we're looking to do is uh, also scale 
you know, across more industries, right? Where we've been super strong, you know, in e-commerce and fintech and also insert tech, just because they have like very digital processes and they're super focused on mm -hmm. the customer experience. But we believe that more industries will also see that as we grow. Awesome. And how many people do you have on your team now? Yeah, so, so right now we have uh, 12 people, but uh, awesome. um, we are expecting to be around 20 uh, for the end of uh, 2021. Um, so yeah, super excited about the new people that we've been hired. That's cool. So if you are uh, on one of the skills that Jorge mentioned before and you're interested to work on Lang, what is the best place to connect with you? Does they can can go directly to your LinkedIn or do you have a, a careers page on your website? Yeah, no, definitely. We have a career page in our in our website and they can directly contact us. But I also love when people just reach out cold to me. I don't think that's bad. So my, my mm -hmm. email is Jorge at Langai. Super easy, as you know, probably every founder. And uh, you know, they can reach out to in LinkedIn directly. So yeah, mm -hmm. um, uh, super super good when people connect with me and they have a special interest in working in the company. Awesome. And if you're part of our Slack group for Zendesk customers, you can also go there and DM Jorge and you guys can have an online like a coffee conversation and exactly. change a little bit. Uh, yeah, that's super awesome. Jorge, super great to have you here. So now we are going to our, our final round, which is some quick questions that we ask our guests. So Please answer the thing that you the first thing that you have in your mind. Uh, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Cool. What is your favorite book of all time? My favorite book of all time, probably it's uh, these uh, books by uh, Henning Mankel, Kurt Wallander. Okay. It's, uh, okay. Well, this book, uh, super good. Yeah. Oh, I haven't I haven't read that one, so I definitely need to put it on my list. And the next question is that when you are connecting to a, with a brand or a company and you ask for help, what is your go-to channel of communication? You're more a telephony person, email. What is your preferred channel? Yeah, I think uh, mostly chat, but it depends okay. on the brand. Like, uh, you know, I wouldn't try to chat with American Airlines, right? I, I would mm -hmm. probably just call, but uh, yeah, mostly chat. <laughs> Yeah, um, fun, a fun fact, uh, I had to cancel one of my trips and then, then I got a credit, not going to name names in here, but I spent two hours and a half waiting in line to get to book my tra travel ticket. So yeah, I feel like we everyone working on the industry saw that we make a lot of progress in the last 10 years, but I'm going to say there is still a lot to go to yeah. create better experience through all different industries. Yeah, it's, and it's funny when they say like your place in line is between 250 minutes and 300. Right. <laughs> Great. Thank you. Great. At least now they, you can request a callback, which yeah. I think is Great. But that day I was cooking a paella and I was like, okay, I can do my paella and have the, the music on my ears. Uh, it was, uh, they had good music though. So I went to the whole playlist three times, but they had good music. So it was a fun afternoon. And the last question, the next question for you, if you could invite anyone for a dinner party, who would you invite? Oh, great question. Uh, you know, right now I'm very, 
I, I've been missing, you know, a lot of my my friends, you know, not being able to travel. Mm-hmm. So now the first thing that comes to mind is my friends. I'm a simple person, you know, I think you can tap into the intelligence of a lot of great people online. Mm-hmm. So for dinner right now, it's one of my friends. That's awesome. That's awesome. I wish you could have a, a dinner with them very soon. Hopefully we are walking on what seems to be the end of a tunnel of this crazy two years that we've been. So hopefully we all can be united with our friends and family soon. And the last question before I let you go, who would you like to see on this podcast? Oh, um, great question. Uh <laughs> I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is Elon Musk, but that would be okay. A, a well, I can. You gave me a good challenge. I'll, I'll, I'll go. I'll go try to find that. So let's see. Uh, let's see. Everybody, give us more likes and invite your friends so we can get better downloads. So I can go pitch to Elon Musk. <laughs> Maybe we do a special episode of that. But Jorge, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been a pleasure to have you as a partner, have you as a community member. You're always so helpful to help make sure that all of our members are understanding your technology, applying that in the best way possible. It's such a such a good thing to see how you've been giving so much of your time and resources to help our members and build good, good use cases that is making everybody's life easier and providing better experience. Hopefully, I'll see you in person very soon. Yeah, no, thank you so much, too. I think the community that you've built is great. Thank you so much for having me in the podcast, and this was great. Yeah, I'll see you soon. See you soon. Bye.